Today on CityCast Chicago, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has sent more than 300 migrants by bus to Illinois in the last couple weeks. They arrive here with few answers, and local advocates and officials are trying to connect them with housing and other needs. We talk with Chicago Tribune reporter Laura Rodriguez-Presa, who's been following the migrants since they arrived. It's Monday, September 12th. I'm Simona Licea, in for Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. A week and a half ago is when we saw the first bus of asylum seekers arriving at Union Station downtown. Can you tell me what was that scene like and where did these families go from there? So I rushed myself over to Union Station and um, it was a little later, you know, it was about an hour after we had gotten the initial call that they had arrived. So we were kind of like just still trying to figure out if they were still there or not. And they were all very confused. Um, they had no idea where they were going. They had no plan, no guide, nothing. Um, they almost rushed to me as if they thought that I could give them some sort of guidance. Um, and, and I think the reason they only, they, they rushed to me at the, that point, it was to, to speak to them. I spoke Spanish. Um, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. And it was a group of about 90 from, from what I, I've, I've been told. So when I got there, a, a big group of people had already been taken by uh, by the city to to the where we later found out was the Salvation Army. But the few people that I found, which actually wasn't just a few, is about maybe twenty five of them. They had they had gotten lost in, in in the commotion. So some of them had gotten out to to find some food after the long journey. They were so confused. They had no idea where they were going. They they were just trusting that you know wherever wherever the the rest the big group went that's where they should go so who knew that if anyone knew <laughs> that that this bus was going to be arriving that night it seemed like obviously there was no plan right like it it was all and it it night we pretty I, much just saw that tweet from governor greg abbott from right governor abbott yeah so i spoke to some of the you know um immigration activists and advocates that that have been my sources for years in the city and I asked the same question and and they told me that there had been conversations about buses arriving to Chicago but there was never anything concrete so there was no information of when they were actually going to arrive and from what I'm being told is that even the city um, they are only finding out of, of of when buses are on their way thanks to other organizations in Texas. So even till now, I think that the response was just like rapid response, right? Like how can we help them now that they're here? Who were the people who were arriving? Uh, first of all, was it families, mothers and children? Like who's on this bus? I think that in that very first time when I first met some of them, there was a lot of um, men, um, which I would say fathers, right, that are here by themselves. But there are many families. I went down to the hotel in Burridge where they are being housed now. And most of the people that were there are families. There are people, there are couples with two to three children, very young children. And there are, most of them are from Venezuela. A couple of them are from different parts of Latin America, but there are, most of them are from Venezuela. Mm. What are the, the stories you're hearing from, from these folks? One of the things that's really important about 
their whole journey or, or just their whole story is that despite everything that they've been through in terms of going through, you know, going through everything to leave Venezuela and leaving Venezuela is not, they have to go through several borders. They have to go through, you know, Mexico and I myself and Mexican, but the treatment to central and, and, and South Americans in Mexico migrants is not, it's not good. It, it you know, they, they just the way we are treated here, maybe they are treated worse, which means there are often no places to stay. There aren't people willing to lend you a hand. A lot of them talk about that. A lot of them talk about their, their journey through the jungle, um, you know, La Selva, everyone mentions La Selva. They cross through the jungle, they walk, they talk about, you know, the miles they had to walk when they had no money. And to them, you know, the fact that they're here and that they finally have a place to sleep, it's, it's something so big. And are all these folks seeking asylum? Yes. So all of them are seeking asylum. And when they are allowed into the United States, the way they are allowed in is they technically turn themselves in and they are paroled into the United States, which that means that they are given, uh, you know, they, they, they don't have a permit or anything like that. They are just paroled in here, meaning that they need to start a case. So they need to officially seek asylum. So all of them, um, most of them will need to like uh, seek help with an attorney to to start their case to officially file for asylum. And and asylum too is it's you're you're fleeing danger in in the home country. Yes. Mm-hmm. But also something that I need to make clear is that these people aren't technically under detention. They are not under any sort of like authority. So like they could go wherever they want. But, but one thing that I would say, you know, when we talk about our journey and I know we expect a lot of them to share how terrible it was, but the reality, the reality of this is, is that these people just want to be, or say they just want to be grateful that they at least, you know, even in Texas, when they were in the detention center, having a place to sleep and, and a food to, to eat and being in safety, that it, that they say that that is better than, than anything else that they had experienced. Why is Governor Abbott busing migrants from Texas to Chicago? Yeah, so he made a promise that he was going to do that as a way to criticize the nation's immigration system, essentially Biden's open borders policy. So he's doing that to criticize it, to to sort of like to um, show that he's not okay with it. So he's not going to he made he said he wasn't going to take care of it. Right. And he was going to send these people to sanctuary cities. So that is the reason why he's sending them to Washington, D.C., to to New York and now Chicago. So essentially, he said, if it's a welcoming city, then you can take care of of these migrants. I'm just like thinking about the detention center, right? Detention centers typically right overseen by the feds in some capacity or another. And then they're just being released Mm -hmm. out of detention. And then the governor of a state decides to just send them to a completely other state. Like, I like the mechanics of that is wild to me. Well, and here's the thing. A lot of them don't even know why they are being sent to Chicago. That is, you know, they they don't know any politics. 
they don't know about, you know, they don't know that Chicago is a sanctuary city. They don't know that, that the, the governor of Texas is doing this, you know, as, as many say a political center, as, as a way to, to seek reelection. They don't know that. They, they, that is the last thing that is in their mind. What's been the response from our local leaders here, from, from Mayor Lori Lightfoot and uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker? Mayor Lori Lightfoot has condemned um, Governor Abbott's um, doings. She has constantly criticized and, and, and has been very vocal that she is not okay with what he is doing. The mayor and other elected officials have um, been very active, letting the public know that these migrants are going to be welcome here. The efforts from the city initially, now the state, and, and, and hundreds of other local organizations um, are evident as they, as they shelter them in the Salvation Army. There's an intake process and they're connecting them to, to resources. It's the best that they can with the information that they have for now. Um, but they are working from what I know, from what I've been told in a, in a longer term response um, for these families as they keep arriving and as they learn that some, most of them have to stay here. In, in Chicago and Illinois. Uh, yeah. I mean, so so obviously we've got, on the one hand, this is like a clear political stunt by Governor Abbott, right? He's seeking re-election in Texas. Uh, but, you know, Pritzker, Lightfoot, they've got political concerns too. They're also up for re-election uh, shortly. I mean, do you sense that their administrations are are really serious about helping these asylum seekers? Or, or is there a fear that, that the migrants end up caught in the middle of the kind of political bigfooting? We already have a housing crisis in, in the city, right? So for them to provide permanent housing just out of nowhere, I think that is a, a, a tricky subject. And I think that may be the reason why this is a longer process. I think it's just, it's more of like the city, the state working together with different local organizations to equip the migrants with the right information, with the right connections, with the right people to make sure that they find permanent housing themselves. So since the the first bus got here, how many how many migrants in total have arrived in Chicago? So around 300 migrants, I would say. Those are the amount of people that we know that have checked in with the city. Got it. I mean, do you have a sense of how many more buses or more people we expect? No, I I don't know. Um definitely more, but we we don't know. I mean, with that are there ways that uh, Chicagoans can can help. The city has a website where they've been accepting donations. Um, several older men, older women are collecting items to to give to them, and other organizations are also individuals and, and organizations are collecting clothes. Um, but but a lot of a lot of them are in need. For example, phones. Right, a uh, phone is uh, they 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 want phones to to obviously stay connected, to follow up, to, to, to find someone that can get them a job, to, to keep in touch with someone that can get them a permanent housing. And several orgs have been um, putting their efforts together to, to donate those phones to them. So I think that is one of the things that they, they need the most. I'm being told that several organizations are working more to figure out how can 
um, other migrants and other families and other um, citizens, right, can just get involved and help um, because that is really what it's going to take to to help them settle um, in, in, in the city and, and in the Chicago area, I should say, since a lot of them are no longer in the city. Laura, I appreciate you for following this. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by uh, CityCast Chicago to talk with us about this. Yeah, no, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. It's an important topic. Before we let you go, a little bit of news. You might soon be getting a check from the state. Illinois income and property tax rebates are starting to be distributed today as part of a relief plan passed this spring. CTA riders are planning to rally Wednesday morning ahead of the transit agency's monthly board meeting to call attention to what they say is unreliable service on buses and trains. And on Thursday, the Chicago Planning Commission will be reviewing zoning changes to build a new practice facility for the Chicago Fire soccer team on the site of a former public housing complex on the near west side. Go back and listen to our episode about how that deal came to be. Applications are open for After School Matters fall programs. High schoolers can find activities in the arts, sports, and more. Check the link in the show notes for more details. And some good news to get you through. The Destinos International Latino Theater Festival begins this week. You can catch performances around the city through the end of November. I've got my eye on the show Bruna La Bruja Bruta, opening this weekend at Teatro Tariakuri near Marquette Park. Because, frankly, I love any story about a witch. Thanks so much for listening. Jacoby is back tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Wednesday morning ahead of the transit agency's blah 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 bl